able to do this, but obviously this is an ad. If you click the link below, you'll be able to attend a free training where we walk through a very simple four-step process on how you can do the same thing for yourself. And the best part is it's very beginner friendly. I knew nothing about online business or, or even that you could, you know, sell things online and I was able to make it work. My mom has no business experience. She doesn't even speak perfect English and she was able to make this happen. And my brother is 18 and he's doing this. So this really is for anybody, no matter where you are in the walk of life. So click the link below. You'll see a link to attend a free training. All you have to do is put your email in and you will have immediate access to this free training. It's very short, no strings attached. And if you stay until the end of this free training, we actually have a lot of free bonuses that you can take and start acting on right away so that you can start putting up some of these things on Audible yourself. Okay, so remember, just this little app on your phone could really, really have the power to change your life, replace your income, or even allow you to quit your job. So just click the link below before this ad ends because I want you to start taking advantage of this right now while not many people know about it, okay? So this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Grab it while you can. All right, I'll see you on the inside. To check out the ad, head over to go. Free training. You can start earning cash through Audible. Again, that is go.publishinglife.com. It's a free training. Remember to send your email and get started. Good luck. Cashier and live the life of my dreams, generating a very healthy income each month, even while I sleep. Now, this amazing system has given me the kind of lifestyle that most people dream about. No bosses, no commutes, no long drives, freedom to choose how my time will be spent, financial security, and complete peace of mind, even in these turbulent times. Now, I have flexibility to travel as I want, live where I want, take care of my little nephew, Gabriel, who I absolutely adore. And the best part is that these mini income streams cost absolutely nothing to set up and take less than 10 minutes each. I've personally created 5,171 of them. You can potentially do this too, with no special skills or experience, without already having a product to sell, without an audience, without needing to build a website, without having to worry about driving web traffic, without having to get on the phone and sell anybody anything. In your spare time, you can do this around a full-time job. And in fact, you could potentially be up and running in as little as two weeks, even if you are a complete beginner and know nothing about technology. Hey, we're all super busy, but if you have a spare 30 minutes a day, a computer and an internet connection, join me on my upcoming workshop where I'll show you step-by-step step exactly how I go about setting up these mini income streams. For a limited time, this workshop is 100% free. Go ahead and click the link above or below this video and that will take you through to the registration page. And from there, you can easily reserve your free spot. Places do fill up fast, so don't delay. Click the link and save your spot on this life-changing workshop now. I'll see you there. All right, everybody. We all are looking for that freedom and that security, just like she said. So head over to Low Hanging Low Hanging E.
com. That's L-O-W-H-A-N-G-I-N-G-E-C-O-M.com. Remember, hurry because spots are limited. Save your seat for the free workshop. I know I'm signing up. Are you? Hola amigos and welcome to Willie's View Podcast and Nathan too. Oh my goodness, it's already Sunday and I gotta tell you, I am very blessed to introduce our cool guest tonight. Welcome, Cameron D. James. Thank you, it's good to be here, thank you. Yes, it's an honor and a pleasure having you. I've been wanting to have you on here for a while. Before we kick in, I want everyone to know, just so in case they don't know who you are, that you are a YA writer as Dylan James YA, publisher at Deep Desires, Dream, Dreamsphere Book, and at Deep's, Deep Hearts YA, and a member of Indie Erotica. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I write as both Cameron D. James and as Dylan James. So Cameron D. James is like the spicy erotic romance stuff. Yeah. Dylan James is the more wholesome queer young adult stuff. Uh, and then I co-own a company with my husband where we publish books. So Deep Desires Press is erotic romance. Deep Hearts YA is queer young adult. Dream Spirit Books is fantasy sci-fi. And then we also have Prairie Heart Press, which is local interest nonfiction for like the Canadian prairies. Uh, and then that Indie Erotica Collective, that's me and a couple other erotica authors that I work closely with, and we just pump out a lot of short stories. Okay, so that is awesome, and I got to, I'm, I'm intrigued here. Uh, did you say that you and your husband uh, published together? Yeah, so we started up our company about, oh God, I think it's about six years now, uh-huh. six years ago, yeah. uh, and it started just as an editing company where we edit for authors that are self-publishing or if they want to polish up their manuscript before sending it over to an agent or a publisher, Yes. Uh, and then all the things sort of fell in place one year and we had a great cover artist and we had been wanting, we'd been talking about starting up a publishing company for a number of years we just had to wait for everything to fall in place mm-hmm. and when it did we sort of took a chance on it and jumped into it and so deep deep desire express was the first imprint that's where it all started uh with all the spicy stuff um yeah it's been interesting and challenging to continue to try to grow the business and find out what do readers want to read and then how do we connect with the authors and tell the really good stories. It's been a lot of fun along the way. It's very challenging, but a lot of fun. I'm loving that. So are you telling me that if I wanted to get my book published, I can help go over to you guys and you guys might be able to help me? Uh, so it depends which way you want to go. So like we do... Mm-hmm run a publishing company and so if you did want to try submitting to us you can send us a query letter okay. with your uh, manuscript and a synopsis and if, it, if we like what we see and we think we can fit it into what we're doing uh, we could make that work uh, but if you have your sites set elsewhere like you really want to get a big traditional New York deal or something like that uh, we do offer editing and like assessments through our other branch of the company called Story Perfect Editing Services. Right. Uh, and that's sort of a for hire thing. 
Um, so you could pay to have some editing done or to have an assessment uh, done so that you can make your manuscript as top-notch as possible before sending it over to some agents or big publishers. Awesome. Okay, that's good. So before I get to the questions, can you give everyone just a little bit of insight onto where you are and what's it like in your area? Because as you all know, um, we have did survive the uh, COVID and pandemic. How has that affected you and your family? Yeah, so I am in Winnipeg in Canada. So that's the geographically right in the middle, left uh, east to west. So we're right above uh, North Dakota. Um, and right now it is winter, winter, winter. We So like I said, cities called Winnipeg in the winter. It's usually called Winterpeg. Uh, it gets very, very cold and very snowy. Um, and right now my husband is out shoveling the sidewalk and shoveling our neighbor's sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, and COVID, yeah, the lockdowns happen here. Um, our provincial government, because health is run by the provincial governments in Canada, our provincial government was not very good at it. Uh, they kind of let it get out of control. Uh, but I did manage to avoid getting COVID until this past December. So I avoided it for three years, but then it finally caught up with me. Um, both my husband and I got it. We got over it pretty quickly, so mm -hmm. we were pretty fortunate. Um, but we, we've had all three shots, so that definitely helped get us over it quicker. If we didn't have the shots, it probably would have been a lot worse. Oh, I understand that. Um, at the time, I was dealing with the blood clot in my lungs, so I was really scared. But oh, I nice. will, yeah, but I will admit to you that um, I was very apprehensive of getting any vaccination because of the situation. But I did take it. But unfortunately, um, I did get hit twice with COVID, and I ended up getting it twice. Not all at, at, at the same time, but about the same, you know, it's kind of like the round the round at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know lots of people that got it twice, um, yeah. and there were lot, lots of my friends and family were thinking, oh, he's never going to get it. Like, it's been three years, he hasn't got it, but then it finally caught up with me, and you know, I... I've always been safe. I always wear my mask. I always yes, I was, my hands, mm -hmm. but somehow it still got through. Oh, I, I believe you. Um, I still wear my mask, and I mean, this just for the audience, but um, you can be uh, wear a mask every day, but just um, there is a possibility that you can still get it. I mean, I, I got it twice, so, you know, it is, um, mm -hmm. doesn't matter one way or the other. COVID will get you if it has to. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but true. But, um, okay, let's start with the first question would be is, how did you get started on this awesome success that you are on to become the person that you are today as far as being the YA writer and these wonderful um, labels that you have created for yourself? What got you started on that yeah. path? Yeah, so it's always been just sort of, taking on a new adventure uh -huh. um so yeah. years and years ago i was writing sci-fi uh that was what i thought i wanted to do um that's where i put all my energy but i was trying to write it and like i was in university at the time i had just met uh the guy that would become my husband and so there's that new relationship that takes up all your energy and all your time and right. like i just could not write sci-fi i couldn't invest the time so i thought hey let's, I'm going to write 
erotica, an erotic romance. That's going to be what I thought at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought that's going to be easy. Oh, it, that is not easy. That is harder than sci-fi in many ways because you have to get the emotions right or else your reader gets pulled right out of it. Um, but me being me, I took that on as a challenge. I always had to do better than I did before. And so I really worked hard on that. Um, but then switching over to young adult, uh, like a lot of writers seemingly, uh, it was watching the movie Love, Simon. I saw that and I decided, you know what? I need to write a story like that. I need to write a story that tells queer teenagers that it is perfectly okay to be who you are and you should be who you are and you should be proud of who you are. And so after watching that movie, I sat down at my computer and within about a week and a half, I wrote my first young adult novel, which mm-hmm. is Gay Love and Other Fairy Tales. Uh, I tried pitching it to a couple different agents, didn't really get any interest, um, but my husband and I, we decided, you know what, let's publish it through our company and start up a new young adult imprint uh, and see how that goes. And that went very well. Uh, that's been my best-selling book so far. Uh, none of my other books come anywhere near it in mm-hmm. terms of sales success. Um, yeah, and so I found, I think Queer Young Adult is where my interest as a writer really lies because that's where you get, you can still, you still have to focus on a lot of the intense emotions yeah. that you find in places like romance and erotica mm-hmm. um, because it's all about characters and how they relate to themselves and how they relate to each other. And it's just a lot of fun writing about young people going through situations that they feel are monumental. And when you are a teenager, those situations, they definitely feel monumental. And it's just, it's always been a very challenging experience. Yeah. I never find writing, I never find writing easy. Even though like I've written a ton of stuff, it's never easy. And it's always a challenge, but I enjoy that challenge. And so, when as soon as I'm done a book, I'm like, okay, what's the next challenge I'm going to take on? Exactly, and uh, I'm an indie romance novelist myself, and I can mm-hmm. definitely attest to this writer to writer. If it's easy, mm-hmm. then you're not doing your job right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a work, it's, it's work, and if it's too easy for you, I'm not saying you're not doing it right, but at the same time, you've got to put the effort in it. You know, you got to put that hard work, sweat and tears. Um, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, um, it's a labor of love. Yeah, and there are certainly sections that are easy to write or chapters that I just whiz right through. Uh-huh. Um, and there are certainly writers that find it much easier, but uh, it, there is always, a, I think, an element of challenge, even if writing comes so naturally to you, yes. it's probably going to be a challenge that you come up against now and then, and that challenge, coming up, overcoming that challenge is what always makes you a stronger writer. That's very true. That's very true. Alright, with all your cool characters that you write for, what would you say would be maybe, at least maybe the top two or three that you enjoy writing for? Yeah, so there's two that come to mind, and they're very, very different. Okay. Um, so in a lot of my young adult books, um, because they're gay romances, so there's two guys, uh-huh. usually one is an athlete or very masculine, uh-huh. and the other one in the relationship is perhaps a bit softer, maybe a bit more artsy. 
um, sort of what we might consider to be a bit more stereotypical of what a gay man should be. Yeah. Uh, in one of my more recent books, um, oh, my mind is drawing a blank. Uh, Drag Queens, Emo Teens, and Big Dreams. That's the title. Uh, the, main t- the main character, Corbin, is a football star on the high school football team. But then in his private life, unbeknownst to almost anybody, he's a drag queen. So for him, I've got this hyper-masculine football jock and the more like softer, effeminate drag queen persona wrapped up in the same person. And it was really... It was a challenge to write that person that has these two very different sides to him. Yeah. And it became a very fun character to write. I really love writing him. Uh, and then the other one, completely different, I have a book called Frankenstein Builds a Boyfriend. It's okay. sort of this, like, you take all the tropes and horror and just make them kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be probably how I describe it. So the main character is a descendant of Dr. Frankenstein. And it's again it i think i enjoyed it so much because it was such a challenge but it's much more of a comedic book and comedy doesn't really come naturally to me so i had to relax that was my big challenge i needed to relax and just let it flow let it happen and then let this sort of humorous side to uh frankenstein's descendant come through mm-hmm. uh and it was a lot of fun to write and just all the sort of quirkiness that comes up in that book Okay, so on this same spectrum for your characters, who would you say would be maybe, again, your top three that you found challenging to write about? And then at the same time, have you had any hurdles during this process of becoming the writer that you are? Hmm. So top three characters, well, it's those two for sure. So Corbin, the football jock drag queen, and Victor, the descendant of Victor Frankenstein. Uh Uh-huh. Third top character, I would say, is, well, the very first one that I came up with, uh, so it is, uh, oh, why is my mind drawing a blank? Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Cool. Uh, it's from Gay Love and Other Fairy Tales, and that series that spawned from that. Absolutely love writing him, because I think he very much reflects who I am as a person, so okay. let me let my own thoughts out. Um. What was the second half of your question? The challenges? Oh, this, um, yeah. Well, that's what I was asking. If you're on the characters that you're mentioning, those are your challenge uh, characters. Ch- challenging. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then the second part of that question would be: Have you had any hurdles along the way to your success as a writer? Hurdles along my way to success as a writer. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the answer to that goes back a few years because when I first started like sending my books around to agents and publishers back when I was writing science fiction yes that was before ebooks were really a thing like ebooks existed but you couldn't publish on Amazon at that time I think Smashwords might have been around I can't remember the exact timeline but whatever existed or didn't exist like self-publishing still very much had a stigma around Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like, if you self-publish, you were a failure as a writer. That's what the attitude was back then. And the biggest challenge has been, like, I 
I always feel like I need to prove myself, not to other people, but I need to prove myself to myself. I need to show myself that I can do what I set out to do and that what I do matters. And so with when self-publishing suddenly became acceptable, then it's like, okay, I need to figure out how to do this because I want to prove that I can get a book out and I want to prove that I can succeed at something I set my heart and mind to. And so I had to learn all this technology. I had to keep up with like all the uh, marketing tactics and strategies. And then as after I got the first few out, it's like, okay, I've done it, but now how do I make myself look really professional? How do I up my game? How do I make myself really stand out? And so I don't know if I'd exactly call this a hurdle, but the biggest challenge I've had in my publishing journey has been always to do better than I did before. I don't like to settle and stay in one spot for too long. I don't want to get too comfortable because I need to keep challenging myself to keep up and stay ahead. Oh yes, I definitely agree with that. You gotta, you gotta uh, keep up with you know yourself, and it's you know it's not just the writing. It's like I said, it's definitely a process. Yeah, and then like with my young adult books, like they all, almost all of them have the ba- same basic plot. Yeah. The main character is closeted, has to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sorry, that's the wrong word. Doesn't have to come out, but wants to come out. Mm-hmm. Has to face who they are as a person. And then in the process, they find the boy that they want to fall in love with, and they have a happy ever after. So it's the same basic plot structure for every book, but how do I make it different for every book? How do I make it enjoyable so that if someone reads, like, six of my books in a row, I don't want them to feel like they're reading the same story exactly. six times in a row. So how do I make it right. different enough? And that's always a challenge in romance, any type of romance, because readers have these expectations of what they want to see in the book so you have to give them what they want but you also have to give it to them creatively so that they feel like oh this is fresh this is new even though this is exactly what I wanted before I even opened the cover but you don't want to lose your vision of what you started with also that's true so how do you marry what your vision is with what the expectations of the genre are to make yourself happy and also make your reader happy Yes, it's definitely a balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like. I definitely agree with that. That is very true. Okay, um, what would be your advice for people like you with the genres and future writers? What would be your advice to them as they want to be the next you? Um... My advice is always to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. So that sounds basic, but yeah. that that how that challenge takes form or takes shape will vary from person to person and situation to situation. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're a writer, you're not ready to be published. You just you're trying to work on your storytelling. Challenge yourself by trying to always do better than you did before. And then if you are at the stage where you're trying to self-publish, it's like challenge yourself to make each book more successful than the one before. And if it's not as successful, don't get too discouraged because this thing is totally unpredictable. So try to figure out, okay, so if book number two wasn't as successful as book number one, what are my lessons from that? Why do I think book number one was better? 
and then how do I use that information to make book three even better? So my advice, always challenge yourself, always grow, always learn. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like I've had people reach out to me on Twitter and they're like, hey, I want a little bit of advice or hey, can you read a couple paragraphs that I've written because I just want a bit of feedback. And I'm always open to talk, talking with people. And I know other people on Twitter and in the writing community, they're always open for talking. Oh, always open to talking with people. So it's, there's opportunities to learn and grow uh, from other people as well. Yes, exactly. That's very true. Um, let's see, what's another important question to ask you? Um, oh, on the characters that you write about, do you, are you inspired, like, do they inspire you for, like, celebrities that you might like? Um, are they implemented into your, your, your characters? Or are these just original characters that come from your imagination? Uh, so, it's kind of like no for both answers. Uh, because I don't, I don't really know celebrities that well. Like, yeah. I will watch a movie, and it, there'll be an actor in it that I've seen a million times before, but I still have to go to his Wikipedia page to figure out who it is and what I've seen him in before. I am not good at that. So my characters are not based on celebrities, but I don't think they're also... I also don't think that they are creations entirely of my imagination. I think a lot of times my characters are different aspects of myself, or they're different aspects of the people I know around me. Like, nobody in my life could point to a character and say, hey, you base this character on me, because I haven't done that. <laughs> but if I know someone has a certain interest that really piques my interest, or if someone has a personality quirk or a way of thinking, like, all these bits and pieces of the people that I know work themselves into the characters that I create. So I think it's like an amalgam of everyone around me. All right. Uh, let's go with this one. Can you tease a sneaky plot to your favorite book that you've written so far? Alright, so I think my favorite one is that uh, one I alluded to before, Drag Queens, Emo Teens, and Big Dreams. Uh -huh. That's where the football jock has a secret second life as a drag queen. Um, and so the part that I didn't mention yet is that he comes from a military family all the men in his family joined the military going back to uh, oof, maybe a hundred years earlier. Like, it's a family tradition. Okay. Um, his brother's in the military. His dad is retired from the military. His grandfather was in the military. But he doesn't want to go to the military. He wants to be who he is. And who he is is, like, a part-time drag queen. And so he's managed to keep this private life separate from the public life like he's been able to lead these two lives um pretty frictionless like it's been no problem leading these two lives right. until his brother happens to catch him in drag and recognize him during the drag show and that's where he can no longer keep these two lives separate it all comes crashing down and that's all i'm going to say about that plot okay now is this a book that you're working on or it's already out uh, it's already out. Uh, Drag Queens, Emo Teens, and Big Dreams. I think it came out in 2019, so it's been a few years. Okay, send me a link uh, to that because I definitely am intrigued. 
Um, I've got friends that are drag queens, and <laughs> you'll laugh, but when I was in college, okay. I did drag queen, and my um, stage name was uh, Synergy. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah, I've never done drag myself, but it's I fun. know a number of people that are drag queens, so I've, I've sort of on the outside of that culture, and mm -hmm. I know a little bit about who these drag queens are in their real lives, so it was, kind of, it was a fun challenge to dive into a character like that. I love that. Yeah, definitely, me. I would love to see that. Now, on your books, are they just located within your website, or can people order them on Amazon? Where can they find your books? Is it in different platforms? Yeah, so all of my ebooks are available on pretty much all the major sites. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, Kobo, uh, Smashwords, handful of other smaller niche stores as well. And paperbacks are all available on Amazon, and I think Amazon sometimes distributes to other sites, so they might show up on places like Book Depository. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of iffy on if Amazon sends it there, but it's always on Amazon. Great, great. Okay, well, we're definitely going to be in touch because I definitely want to work with you um, as publishing aspect of it. Definitely, so sure. we will be in touch. Okay, another one I wanted to ask is if your characters were real, which top faves do you see yourself hanging out with? If they were real, who would I see myself <laughs> hanging out with? That's a good question. Um, Could you imagine? That'd be so cool. Yeah, and I, I think... Hmm, I'm going to say I would like to hang out with Victor Frankenstein's descendant because the world that I created there is just so goofy and absurd in so yeah. many ways and I think it would just be so much fun to hang out in a world that is completely different from the one that we're in mm -hmm. and just with the character that's sort of a little bit off the wall I think he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with awesome I love that okay let's see where we're at now um oh on the projects of your books are there any future projects that uh, you can tease, or do you have any some new book that you're working on that is coming out anytime yeah. soon? Uh, they're not coming out anytime soon, unless okay. I get cracking on writing. Um, but I'm working on book four in my Gay Love series, so that's like the fourth book from the Gay Love and Other Fairy Tales series that okay. I started my young adult writing with. Okay. Um, I'm only about... 5,000 words into that one. Nice. So I have like another 60,000 words to write, so there's a fair ways to go. Um, can't really say much about it yet because I'm not very far in. Okay. Uh, but the other book that I'm working on is a sequel to Frankenstein Builds a Boyfriend, and it'll follow one of the other characters. There's a incubus named Serge mm -hmm. that's in the book, and the second book follows him. That one, I'm about 20,000 words into, and it should be about a 60,000-word book, so I'm about a third of the way in. Um, hopefully, these two books I'll finish sometime in the summer, so one, they might come out by the end of this year, or they might be a 2024 publication. Yeah, that, I hear you. It's a process. That's good. Is, that, was yeah. good and that was my next question to ask is, do you have... As a as you write as you being you as a writer and publisher, um, do you give yourself like a deadline or do you just go with the flow and just say, oh, I'll release it when it'll be this time, or do you kind of like give yourself like set go and like, you know what, I want to set it up for maybe like the fall, 
and I want to work towards that. What do you do as a writer? Yeah, I tend to go with the flow um, mm -hmm. because I have so much work to do with all these other authors that we're publishing, so I've always yeah. got books I'm working on. But I don't like to go too long without releasing a book, and it's been a while. Um, it's been about a year since I've released a book, and that's quite a while because I normally do about two books a year. I hear you, um, yes. So I don't, yeah, I don't really give myself a deadline, but I do like to keep up a certain sort of frequency, mm -hmm. and I haven't really been doing that very well lately. So I want to get back on track, get some more books out. Very good. After you wrote your books, do you have any tradition to celebrate the hard work that you accomplished? You know what? I'm not very good at that, but I think that's something I need to change. I need to figure out a tradition. I recommend it. What? When my first book came yeah. out, my my sister dropped by, and it was just a tradition we created. Uh, because she was ex she was excited because of my book, and she was so intrigued by it. Um, we went to eat at one of my favorite Chinese restaurants, and now whenever the I can get a book done and accomplish it. That's what I do. I'll either eat dinner with my sister or my daughter. Mm -hmm. But one way or the other, I celebrate with someone with, you know, familiar-wise, family-wise. And that's my family, that's my book family tradition is I celebrate with someone that, you know, I is a loved one uh, after the mm -hmm. book gets complete. And that's kind of like a reward to myself for all the hard work. Good. That sounds like a good plan. I'll probably do something like that. Yes, definitely take your husband and just to surprise him. He'll be like, what's going on here? It's like, you know, kind of tease him like, well, can I just take out yeah. my husband for without asking questions? <laughs> yeah. Don't even tell him about the book release. This is what I suggest for you. Take him out to dinner, put it in a package, wrap it up, the book, and surprise him and show him the book in its completion. And there you go. That's kind of like dinner, dessert, and a show. That would be quite the challenge to keep it secret from him since he's sort of involved in the process, but if I can, I will. I know, that's going to be cute and difficult, right? Because he's your yeah. husband. All right. Yeah. I'm going to add, this is going to be steep speed round. It's where I ask my guests okay. six top questions, and then you just answer from the top of your head. Are we ready? I'm ready. First question. Three top foods that you would never eat. Top foods I'd never eat. Shrimp, absolutely hate shrimp. Mm -hmm. uh, bananas, absolutely hate bananas. Cannot stand them. And uh, cauliflower. Nice. Now, what about the three foods that you can eat and enjoy? My top favorite foods, I have a soft spot for chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. um, I like brownies and... Oh, I need something that sounds like I don't eat sugar all the time. Uh, third thing that I absolutely love is mushrooms. Cute. I love that. Okay. Um, if we were to check out your playlist on music, can you give us your maybe top five artists and songs that we would listen to? Oh, that one is actually really tough. Uh, I mostly <laughs> listen to uh, an internet radio station, uh, okay. Soma FM. Um, so I bounce around their different things. And I, so I don't even know what I listen to. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I can tell you one artist that I listen to quite a bit if I don't want the radio is Armin Van Buren. So it's sort of techno-electronic dance Okay. Music. Yeah. Nice. Um, the only main two I'll give you on my end is check out Josh... Bassett. Okay. 
And also, of course, our beloved Harry Styles, you know, the one to one album of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. He's really cute, and I love his music. Okay, the next question is, where are three uh, travel spots that you would love to take you and your husband to travel, or three places that you have traveled and would love to go back and revisit? Yeah, uh, so I've done a fair bit of traveling, um, but I always like to go to new places. And one place, so talk three places. One of them is I'd love to go to St. John's, Newfoundland. So that's the very far east coast of Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, I'd love to go to Iceland. And number three, I think I'd love to go to the Philippines. Oh, nice. There's a story later. When you come back the next time um, on the mm -hmm. podcast, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, about the okay. Philippines. There's a cute little connection there. Okay. Then the other question I'm going to ask you is, do you have any three favorite movies, whether they're current or when you were, you know, growing up to where you're at now? It doesn't matter. Just three favorites that, yeah. that, that you like. So that's also a tough question because I of watch course. like 200 movies a year. Oh, yeah, like, I yeah. watch a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but top three, I really love the movie Moon. Uh, so it's a sci-fi movie. Okay. I really love The Whale. That's that Brendan Fraser movie that came out in December. And third movie is, I'd probably say Coco, that Disney Pixar cartoon. Yes, okay, okay. I've got some for you. Check out Magic Mike's Last Dance. Is that the new one? The new one, the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second one, this is a classic of mine. Like Father, Like Son. It's really good. Check it out. You can Google it. Like Father Like Son. It's got Kirk Cameron and um, Sean Astin in there. They're adorable and cute, when, especially when they were young. So check that one out. Okay. And then, of course, my favorite of all comedies, American Pie. I have not seen that one. It's so it funny. You and your husband need to enjoy yourselves that. on a dinner date at home. Watch it. You're going to laugh your ass off. It's amazing. Alright, I'm writing these down so I don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm trying to make sure I got all the questions. Oh, okay. What would be top three TV shows that you and your husband like, whether it's together or separately? Uh, well, I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. Nice. So I'm going to say uh, I've been enjoying all the new Star Treks and all the classic Star Treks as well. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, my number one of all time. Always, yes. Uh, Stepping away from Star Trek, so I don't want to give you three Star Trek answers. Um, Netflix had a show called Dark that ran for yes. three seasons. Yes, I remember. Phenomenal show. Yeah, I love that one. And Futurama. That's my third favorite show. Okay. So I got some recommendations. Check out you, Y-O-U. Okay. Check out Jenny and Georgia. Okay. And, um, what was the third one I was going to give you? Oh, Stranger Things. Oh, I, I've watched that. It's, it's really good. You know we're getting one more final season, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about more of that when you get back. That, that'll be a good one. All right. Okay, let's see. I think I covered everything. Oh, the most important thing for our audience to know is, um... Where can they find you on social media? Sure. Uh, so if you are on 
Twitter. I'm most often in my Cameron D. James Twitter account, so that's right. at Cameron underscore D underscore James. Um, if you're not comfortable following me on erotic stuff, I'm also on Twitter as Dylan James, so it's at Dylan James YA. Okay. Um, but I'm not in that account very often. So if you want to chat, hit me up on Cameron. Uh, but for Instagram, I'm Dylan James YA there, and I'm in Instagram like all the time, so easy to find. Nice. It's, it's mostly it's mostly food pictures that I'm posting, food and sometimes the cats. Um, I almost never post about my books, so I think a lot of people follow me and they have no idea that I write books. They think I'm a cook or something. Oh, that's cute. Okay, I love that. Uh, so then that means you're not on Facebook then, right? I have a Facebook account, but I log into it once every three or four years. I hear so you. I hear you. It's, it's, it's a lot to keep up with all these platforms. Okay, um, thank you again so much for taking time out of your, you know, wonderful weekend just to spend time with um, me and listening, you know, talking to your audience and your fans. Uh, any shout-outs that you want to give for anyone, whether it's your team, husband, um, your fans, and the people that work with you on covers, this is your, this is you on the floor. It's all yours. Oh, geez, this is difficult. There are so many different people. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be a generic shout-out to everyone that I've connected with because they all inspire me, whether it's someone I'm working with through my companies, if it's an author that I'm publishing, if it's an author I'm reading, if it's someone that posts really good content on social media that gets me thinking or brightens my day. Yeah. Like, shout-out to all those people because they all help me get through the work week and they help me keep me motivated to keep writing and keep getting books out. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. And what are we right now? We are almost winter ending and then we're going into spring. So if um, if you're free, you're more than welcome to come back during March. Or if you have more projects that you want to talk about or anything you want to chat about, uh, I would love to have you back like in the summer or the fall. Your choice. Uh, you're always welcome on the studio. That sounds great. Thank you. I'll definitely take you up on that. All right. And uh, shout out to your husband. Thank you so much. And you have a blessed Sunday. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I had so much fun, and I hope you all did. Well, this is Willie, and I'll catch you on the flip side. And a new model I like to use is, I'll make you believe me. Let's get poppin'. All right, everybody, I'm out of here. I'm going to drop you two songs. And remember, you're always welcome to subscribe at Willie View Podcast and Nathan 2. We are now a monetized podcast. That means you can subscribe to us, and um, it is paid. So it's only one ninety nine a month, and we appreciate all our listeners. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Um, kicking it off tonight with two of my favorite songs. One would be He Said, She Said from Joshua Bassett, and of course, Set Me Free by Joshua Bassett. All right, everybody, enjoy your weekend, and here we go.
taking shots with your friends again You talk shit like you always do I guess high school never ends You sure got a lot to say When you're talking on my name You sure got a lot to say But did you tell them everything?
We be in the same time zone, looking through your timeline, seeing all the rainbows. I, I got an idea, and I know that it sounds crazy. I just wanna see you. Oh, I gotta ask that you got plans tonight. I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan, and I. I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight Cause I can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind oh. I can feel the tension We can cut it with a knife I know it's more than just a friendship I can hear you thinking about it Do I gotta convince you That you shouldn't fall asleep It'll only be a couple hours, and I'm about to leave. Do you got plans tonight? I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan, and I, I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight. Cause I can't get you off my mind. Can't get you off my mind. Can't get you off my mind. Do you got plans tonight? Tick tock, get up, stop, stop to the heart. Tick tock, get up, stop, stop to the heart. Tick